Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 18th of July 2011. I always suggest to newcomers to come into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and you'll find hundreds of audios to download for free where hopefully you'll get an understanding of the big system which runs this world. It's way above politics, although it puts politicians into place, but it's way above them, it's above all national interests, it's international, it's already up and running. And they have many fronts uh, working under the biggest front, which is the United Nations. And if you go through all these audios, hopefully you'll get an understanding of how it was set up, what its goals are, and uh, how they've done it so quietly, basically, and got the whole world to accept them as a, a legal entity. The United Nations is a private organization. We should remember that at all times. And so are all of the other groups associated with it. So uh, we're run really by private corporations in this brave new world that we're really going through today. And while you're in the website, too, remember you're the audience that bring me to you so you could purchase the books and discs I have on CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, remember you can still use a personal check or international postal money order or you can send cash, or you can use PayPal. Uh, you'll find a donation button on the com site. Use that. It tells you how to do it. And follow it up with an email with name, address, and order. I'll get it out to you. Across the rest of the world, you've still got Western Union, MoneyGram, and again, PayPal to order uh, using the donation button. Remember, two straight donations we certainly appreciated during these so-called uh, austere times that we're going through. And believe you me, we, we have no idea... I do. I have a pretty good idea where it's supposed to take us all, the whole world, in chaos very shortly. And out of the chaos will come the new world order system of even more bureaucracy and authoritarianism, uh, right down to everything that you do from morning till night, basically. That's what it's all about. It's totalitarian. It's tyrannical. And uh, those at the top uh, say it's actually legal since they make the laws. And they're crazy about laws. They have laws for everything. And uh, we're seeing that happen in some countries before they hit the rest of the world. Britain is the flagship. I've always said that whatever they accept in Britain and can be made to accept, they can use that across the world, the same technique, and they'll accept it too. Sad but true. And that's where we are today with it. Um, Your reality, your very reality is made up for you. The things you accept as normal are only normal because it's always been that way in your lifetime, which is not very long. And if your parents can't warn you that uh, there's a lot of of bogus stuff out there, especially in news and uh, newscasting systems and networks, then the the youngster won't have an idea. They'll take it all as quite natural, and they'll believe what they're told, uh, both from the media and at school as well. And history is always changing as they give new versions of it all the time. Uh, You have to go into the, the educational system, and the history of the educational system, find the big players, find out what schools they came from, like the Frankfurt School and other ones, 
and you'll find out that they said they'd eventually eliminate the past altogether uh, for one generation. That's all it would take, and they would have no past at all. They wouldn't know their, 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 their people's history. In fact, there'll be no peoples anymore. It will all be one sort of a, a mishmash of, of a, new, a new type of system, a new kind of creature. But you'll still have an, a, very, a small elite running the show, as you always have had, the same elite, actually, um, running the show and benefiting from uh, this new system they're bringing in. So we're going through the hard task now of, of trying to adjust, obviously, uh, as they bring in global pricing on food, uh, eventually food rationing, they keep telling us, that will come from the... The, the website of the Royal Institute of International Affairs at Chatham House is right on their website. 15, 16 years we've been working on this. So get ready. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and it's like long distance hanging on the line there already from Ireland, that's Darren. Are you there, Darren? Hi, Alan. Yes. Yes, how are you doing? I've been listening to it a few, few years now, and I've just a quick few things to say. I've been reading a book on the Irish harp emblem. Mm-hmm. There, was a, there was a striking thing that hit me out when I was reading the book. It was about the ancient Dogda, mm-hmm. who used to play the harp at a folk, and uh, it said in the book, when he played the harp, Cause the four seasons pass over the earth. Yeah. Uh, now I know you always talk about the harp and um, it being like the harp control mechanism, and like all the modern agencies always use ancient symbols and ancient uh, wording. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering, do you think there'd be any uh, connection there? What we do know is in all cultures, even Greece, they had their special deity for music as well, who could charm. Uh, anyone from a, a raging uh, fit into a passive creature uh, and vice versa. Uh, we also know that these guys at the top, they love the little uh, anachronisms they create and make up for themselves. It's like NATO. NATO is Aten backwards, which is the sun god of ancient Egypt. And, uh, and, in fa- and even their, their, their um, signia is a stylized swastika, and people don't even notice it. But uh, they play these jokes on all things, so there's no doubt about it. They've taken a lot of the past and brought it up to the present time as well. Uh, and if you go into other cultures, um, they all have amazing stories to do with music. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I've noticed when, were, um, when I was reading into, I was reading into ancient history of Ireland and the time uh, when Con- Cronwell invaded the, to be a harp musician was illegal, and uh, that's why the harp today is only a, a neo reconstruction of what the old harp was. Yes. And another thing, I'm actually over in America, uh, my first time in America, I'm only here for the summer, and I've noticed uh, the psychological, like, America's like nearly five or ten years ahead psychologically of what, let's say, Ireland is. I mean, mm-hmm. I work in a bar over here, and I see, like, you know, I see a lot of people come in with, like, like you know, forty-year-olds and fifty-year-olds acting like teenagers, and yeah. everyone I know is getting here is getting married at an older age, or just so many uh, older people who are not married, and mm-hmm. it just really struck me and kind of hit home that I guess I'm going to have to expect that now in a few years' time when my generation gets older back home. You're, you're the second one uh, in the last couple of weeks from outside the U.S. This told me the exact same thing. That's the first thing they notice how they're perpetual teenagers. 
uh, and uh, they try to dress like them, act like them, and uh, they don't really acquire any wisdom as they go along. Yeah. So degraded. Yes, that, that's what their person said too. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing, uh, I know your, I know your old stuff. You go into a, a lot of history of the, the agenda, and you go in specifically into the wording of the English language. And what I've realised is that words are really symbols, and the more you look into it, the more you can interpret it from a symbol. Because I guess that's why they did use symbols in the past, being in, like of higher orders. You could interpret it to the higher meaning of things, and I guess that's what words are because. Words, uh, even the letters, even the letters uh, are, are actually constructs. They're a construction, a building, and uh, every letter has its own significance uh, as well. Uh, outside of what you're taught in school, uh, they certainly teach them in a lot of the high Masonic lodges. I mean, very high ones. But okay. uh, I'll ask one last question: the oak. What does what is the symbolism of the oak? Because I know Ireland at one time was called Hibernia, and I, that was. Basically, I think a translation of the oak people. Mm-hmm. I know in Irish culture and even Scottish culture, the oak tree is a very big significance, and it's just been kind of pondering on my mind for a while. So, I'll yeah, it's um, it, it goes back into ancient mythology, and again, it's hard to get history from mythology, vice versa, because um, like today, everything was spun by those in control. But we know that a people came in to Ireland. Uh, even through Spain, and they called them the Hibernians. And uh, they supposedly became the Irish people, but their history went right back into ancient times, and some say even to the Middle East. And um, what, one of the places um, was uh, a, a place called Orc in ancient, ancient, ancient tongues. Uh, that's one of the, the legends to do with it. Another one came in from the old legend of Jeremiah, of course, uh, that gave his daughter his, uh, as a, uh, a, a bride to the king of Ireland at one point as well, ancient Ireland. And uh, they brought that tongue with them as well. And even the Scots, um, were, uh, they say, came from the same, the same scattered group. And, of course, this ties in with the old tribes and so on. A lot of, a lot of preachers today make big money in the States over this whole legend. Uh, of, of, the, of the disappearing tribes But we know north of, of Jerusalem um, There was a, de- a definite tribe That had uh, brightly coloured clothing Very much like Jacob's many uh, uh, coloured clothing It's like tartan you might say And uh, they love drinking by the way <laughs> These people And so it has a lot of tie-ins with, with a certain people um, So there's no doubt about it that, that, that What we've got for history is, is only the, the little bits that pass on to into legend. A lot gets lost. We don't get the complete picture. But we've never really been given the whole story on all of it as to where it all came from. But there's too many legends. What we do know is that the first uh, Christian priests that came into Ireland actually came from Egypt. And uh, they brought in what we now call the Celtic cross with them and the same design patterns you only find in Egypt, nowhere else. Well, so, I, do, I do know that. Do you know when I, I there's a documentary on our national TV over here, which is RTE, and they were saying that St. Patrick was not the first, the first mm-hmm. person to bring in, in uh, Christianity into Ireland. That's right. And most people don't know if, uh, uh, St. Patrick's not even from Ireland. He was a, as as you always go into the, by, the slave boys who were captured at a young age um, in the old stuff. Um, he was, I presume, captured from Wales at the time. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, 
it's just it's striking how, how and I, I another thing that caught me out I was reading that uh, I actually sent you that book an email just if you want to have a read it to yourself but in that book you were talking about um, when Ireland became a so-called free state the, they were trying to come up with a presidential seal and they were going to put the harp on the blue background the royal blue background and there was, there was a huge objection to it because King Henry was the one I think who put the harp on the family his arms coat of arms Mm-hmm. But it changed the name from uh, the Royal Blue to St. Patrick's Blue. So it's amazing how, how it's just, it just amazing how wording can just change someone's whole perception on how to see things. But um, thanks very much, Alan, and I'll mm-hmm. get offline. It's a pleasure talking to you. And thanks for calling. It, but it is fascinating. The whole, the whole ancient past is fascinating. And uh, where people came from is fascinating. And believe you me, we haven't even got a fraction of uh, any real history of even older times, even to do with the standing stones that they've, they've got all over the place, some of them even older than Stonehenge, or the people that, that lived in them. And I, I used to, as a hobby, I used to dig them up myself when I found them up in the highlands. And uh, there were no maps, there were no maps at all. But you would see them, and literally, it's when you looked over, say, a firth of, of, of where the water comes in from the sea, You'd, you'd look over a firth and there's mountains in the background. Nothing had changed in thousands of years in some of these spots. And so you could actually see it as these people actually lived on the hillsides and what they saw as a view. But we know nothing about them. Mankind is far, far older uh, than... I'm talking about intelligent mankind. is far older than we're taught. And there's probably a very good reason for that as well. But um, getting back to, to our, our reality today even... Reality today is given to us by what they call media moguls. And if you go into uh, some of the talks I've given before about the history of the Royal Institute of International Affairs, also called the Council on Foreign Relations, um, the, the guys who really um, help shape your mind and give you your opinions, in fact, by the media, who own the media. I'm talking about massive conglomerates of media. Uh, they take whole nations to war, at least psychologically, by telling you these guys are bad or whatever. And we believe it all, and we just sort of go around our, our daily uh, business and get on with it. And then you find out that they have um, other uh, purposes for owning the media. It isn't just to get stinking rich. That's, that's, that's the least of it all. It's really to, to control all news. News is your reality. Um, and what, what we're seeing today is so disgusting the way that governments are now talking down to people by basic lies, the kind of lies you, you would give to children. You know, they're too young to know any better, so just lie to them. And, and that's how we're treated today by the governments via the media. And no one in the media, you'll notice, uh, will stand up and say, this is absolute bunkum and, and garbage, uh, let's toss this out and let's get, get the real reasons why this is happening. It doesn't happen because the media is all totally controlled. Massive conglomerates, and uh, again, the Royal Institute for International Affairs went into that whole um, area early on in the, the beginning. They said they'd have to control the media, all of the media, and they do. We know, now, we know about Rupert Murdoch and uh, the media, <laughs> which again is the same media which he controls, um, is going on about uh, a few hacked phone calls to... Uh, 9-11 victims and 7-7 victims as were grieving people, etc. No, that's not what the real thing was. This guy's been hacking phones since he started with the help of an intelligence agency. I hope you realize that. 
The reason this man became so rich and powerful, like, like the other ones before him, and other ones in Canada here too, and in the States, is because they blackmail people by the information they acquire by hacking into their phone calls. And they make their friends. I mean, Murdoch himself, Rupert Murdoch, um, took Tony Blair on about 26 trips in his private jet. This guy who's supposed to be representing Britain. And yet everything had to come through the, 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 the Murdoch empire. You have to go into the guy's history. You have to go into his whole lineage, in, in fact, to find out where his motives come from and who made him, made him what he is. But, uh, Thousands of folk have been blackmailed. How many politicians are blackmailed too? That's how you control people and governments. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix, talking about the big moguls that give you your reality, the ones that keep you distracted with trivia, the ones that push uh, basically porno on you, even through their newspapers and their rags, and they also own television companies as well, just to further make sure that you get your daily dose of degradation. Uh, These are the guys who will also get you all riled up for war against whatever country they happen to choose. They'll lie to you like crazy. They're all on board together because this is an intelligence operation. you got to understand that. Media and media moguls are part of intelligence services, if we call them services. And some of them don't even belong to the country that the media is involved in. So, and that goes for Murdoch too. Now, Murdoch, his son, interestingly enough, or his daughter, I think it was, his daughter married... Uh, I was the grand um, nephew of Freud and Bernays, the guys again who gave America their, their modern culture. Uh, and this, this particular Freud is also one of the biggest advisors to every single uh, um, politician or leader that comes into Parliament. He's been there for generations now, and he sways all their opinion, and everything, all their campaigns. He does it all for them. How to get the public to believe this, believe that? He does it for them. Same small group of people intermarried giving you your reality, bringing you wars, getting you all on board for it so you don't complain. And uh, and meanwhile, they give you a little bit of what you think is entertainment that further indoctrinates you into more degradation, which you will emulate, because that's how people do things. Plato talked about it over 2,000 years ago. 2,300 years ago, he talked about how the public emulate what they see on the stage and how music, once again, uh, could should be licensed, he said, because it could be used uh, basically as a form of weaponization. He said that uh, it can affect the young and make them go one way or another. Well, the guys who run the world certainly know that because they also own the music industry, generally speaking, too. They make stars. They bring. They, they, they make the stars fall when necessary, but they certainly make them. And many of them, too, are in the business of creating your scientific stars. I've gone through that before to do with uh, how literally a group in the U.S. who mainly were were formed from U.S. intelligence services started up um, the system that the Unabomber went after. He was going to be part of them. He was a professor too. And he didn't want the system they were bringing in. He said it would be a hell. And that's what we have, is that we're bringing a technological scientific hell through observation, uh, through, through no privacy whatsoever, 
uh, right down to guarding your thoughts. That's wrong. When you have to guard your thoughts because you cannot speak your mind about anything, something is vastly wrong. And we're under that. We're here. We're, we're already here. And it's only going to get worse. So tonight I'll put up a link or two on Murdoch and how, again, they're spinning it and trying to make it seem only a few people he hacked into. No, this guy literally was in bed with, with generation after generation of politicians of all parties. All of them. They even offered Tony Blair a job on, on uh, running one of his main uh, newspaper outfits, too, uh, worth millions every year. And uh, this, these are the guys that tell your politicians what to do. They're the only guys like Murdoch that can get private meetings every week with guys like with Cameron, for instance, that's running, supposedly running Britain today. It's disgusting what we're seeing. But it's no different from the Hollinger Corporation that, that was running with Conrad Black, who got knighted again as a lord, and they got into trouble. He fell from grace. And uh, But he and Barbara Walters and Kissinger and others, the ones that you saw in your nightly news in the U.S., uh, belonged, they were shareholders, the big shareholders, the top shareholders in the Hollinger Corporation. They ran all that media side of it too. So there's no such thing. Wherever you read anything, be very careful. Because there's no such thing as a free press out there. It's all out there with an agenda. And how, how it's done is simply you, from, from newspaper to newspaper, you'll see the same terms, catchphrases, etc. Just like weapons of mass destruction. Doesn't matter how many times you can blow it out the sky, they keep coming out with the same stuff. That's what they did at the time. Now it's global warming and, and climate change and, and carbon pollution. And it doesn't matter how many scientists oppose this and, and again blow it out the sky. It's an agenda. It doesn't matter. It's not meant to make sense. That's why you can blow it out the sky. It's an agenda for a different purpose. And you've got to understand what's happening today. Because these looters of the planet uh, and these, this conglomeration, you might say, uh, World Inc., uh, have pretty well sewn up the bag. And they own the money supply of the planet. They're going, they're pushing for the IMF to be the, 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 the basically the carpet bagger, dishing out cash to different countries, getting you into massive debt. They're already doing it. And they want everything to be centralized with the World Bank and the Bank for International Settlements that Professor Carl Quigley talked about was their goal in the book Tragedy and Hope and the Anglo-American Establishment. And he should certainly know since he was the authorized historian for the secretive bunch that now ruled the world. Now, there's another caller, uh, Bob from Texas, hanging on the line there. I'll try and take Bob. Hello? Hello? Is Bob there? Yes. Hello, Alan. Can you hear yes. me? Yes. Yeah. Hey, uh, good to hear from you. Uh, you know, all of this, it, it just seems like the world is getting crazier and crazier. And, you know, I, I saw something today of a young, a young man at, at where I work uh, at you know, I happen to have the prison planted on on the computer. He he brought it up, but there was an article um, and a video of the San Francisco, San Francisco police accused of shooting a teenager. Did you ha- have you seen that? No, not, not that one. I, 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 very I, disturbing. I saw the link today, but I didn't actually see the video. Oh God! If you see the video, it is so disturbing. And you know, uh, can I talk to you after the break? Yeah, hang on, and we'll get back to that when when this break's over. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. 
because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix, talking to Bob from Texas. You still there, Bob? Yes, I'm still here, Alan. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, No, I just, you know, I I had to call because it was so upsetting to see this and, and, and to see such a police state. That is, that is forming right before everyone's eyes and nobody sees it. Years ago, this would have been plastered all over the media. Yeah. And now it's just, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this thing too, uh, on the Murdoch issue about yeah. this reporter found dead and no foul play. I don't believe that. That's I right. believe the man knows a whole bunch of stuff and mm-hmm. that's why he was found dead. Oh yeah, and it's also a warning to others in the network not to not to blow the whistle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and but when I see this thing, this this police state thing coming down here, and the way these guys, they were all surrounding this guy. He was in the throes of death. Uh-huh. You know, in the video, and they were, and they still had their weapons pointed at him. Yep. And uh, it is it is hideous. Hey, I, I just, you know, I'm appalled. I, I'm. I, you understand, you understand what's happening. Here's, here's the thing. You see, through all the movies and, and the blood and guts in the movies that you see in the CSI, where, where you're nothing but an animal, you just chop you up like chop liver, uh, you, you've been dehumanized and people are adapting to this quickly. That's what they want and they want, they want to put the videos out to yep. people see the death and, and it's horrendous. Mm-hmm. You know? I just, it's so, you know, you're right. It's animalistic. Yeah. That's what it is. It's, it's, that's what we're trying to portray. The whole idea is, as you see, we're, we're in a totalitarian system. And everyone must be predictable. Everyone must get their share of fear by watching the same entertainment, even, and, and the horror movies that they're putting out under just routinely now. Uh, blood and guts everywhere. And, and the saviors are always the guys in the black outfits and the armor plating. Yeah, and, and the no face and the mask yes. and so forth. These are the heroes, and, and therefore they're training you to be, on one hand, terrified of them, and on the other hand, to be utterly obedient to them, because they're not even, toler- they're not even uh, tolerating what they call insolence now. They're, they're killing you for being insolent. Yes. And that happened a couple of weeks ago with a young guy. If you walk in, they walked into a, a, a guy's home a couple of weeks ago there, young fellow, um, who'd been arguing with his mum, and um, the guy just drew his gun out, and then the young guy says, you can't come in here without a warrant. And so he was insolent, you see, and the cop just, pulled, just shot him in the head right there. Jesus, I, I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't know what to say. I, I'm just, you know, it was very upsetting, and I, I just had to call and, and you know, and... I, I don't know. You know, I, yep. you know, I, I went with Alex uh, Jones. I met him for the first time. We went to the, uh, well, I went down there. He's having a march on the TSA mm-hmm. anti-groping bill. Yep. And uh, uh, Ron Paul said, if people are not appalled by this, uh-huh. uh, you know, this intrusion into privacy, he said that he's, he's almost to the point where I, I don't know what, what else but this is the key. I mean, uh, Darwin said it too, and then all the psychologists picked up on it, the ones who work for the warfare departments, uh, that man is the ma- most adaptable species on the planet. And we can be trained so easily and quickly uh, from one norm to the next norm so quickly. And we've adapted to the horror. But we're adapting even quicker to the horror now as, as it comes down. As, uh, the cops have got the message too that they will not be prosecuted. We, we know that. 
is partly for them as well to know that they will not be touched. And it's happening in every country. And uh, people are not hor- horrified by anything anymore. And this is almost the end. A country like this, a people like that cannot stand, you understand. It won't, will not last. It cannot stand. Yeah. Are you familiar with the, the movie Night of the Living Dead? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that, too, back is almost a predictable thing. The only sane person uh, that saw everything that was going on, well, he was insane. And it was almost like the movie was saying, if you look at it, watch yep. it, it's like, well, hey, go along, get along there, bud. That's right. You know, uh, if you don't go along and get along, then, you know, we're going to strap you in a straitjacket. Yeah, we'll, we'll taser you to death slowly or, or, or whatever, and, or maybe waterboard you before we do it. How and is it that some people see, you know, you know, even being involved in the system, being a part of the system, mm-hmm. why is it that some people can see that or break away from that programming and while others don't? I don't, you know, that's, I'm, I don't get that. Yeah, partly I think it's because we have been dumbed down and inoculated, and, so, and the IQ has dropped, by the way, officially. They say it's, it's dropped about 10 points since, since about 20 years ago. So um, what caused it to drop? You, do, you don't drop an IQ. That's something that's innate within you. You can be illiterate and have a high IQ. And uh, so, But anyway, it's happened, and plus people have been conditioned their whole life long with, uh, with movies for about 30 years now of, of the of the guys in, in black uniforms from SWAT teams now to armies uh, and uh, and so on and will be conditioned through so almost in every darn movie that you watch now exactly and then political but then it's like I was conditioned but then uh, you know I had an awakening yep. so it's like how did that happen and the only thing that I can figure is there has to be something greater that comes into your spirit that says mm-hmm. that awakens you and says Look at the reality. Look yes. at the reality, what's happening. Yep. That's the only way it can happen, but then you can't help. It's like you, you, you can't help but not say anything. My wife says, well, you know, keep it down. Don't say anything. You know, hey, man, you know, da, da, da. And then it's like, but there's something inside you. Just, you know, if you see something that's absurd, yep. you, you have to, you know, I'm sorry. This is insane. That's you right. Know? There's planes flying over us, and there's crap being mm-hmm. blown in the air, and, Cancer rates have doubled in the last 10 years, and, yep. and autism, you never even heard of it. I barely heard of it when I was a kid in school. Now it's everywhere. That's right. Jesus, help us. You know? Anyway, Alan, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going But on. it's true. It's true. You get to a stage where, uh, and I, I call it when life is not enough, <laughs> you're asking all the right questions, and, and you just, uh, you're either going to crash or pull up out of a nosedive. And uh, that's really when you wake up. That's what does it. When life itself, as it's given to you and shown to you, is not enough, it's, you know it's bogus, and you have to find out the truth from then on. And my God, it's it's a hell of a journey. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, and then you just see the police state growing. Oh, you're just growing, growing. And so, okay, so it doesn't touch you. It doesn't touch me personally now, where mm-hmm. I'm at, whatever. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. Touching someone, have a yeah. sense for humanity. Yeah, you understand that that's that's a key to it. We've lost contact with uh, see self-preservation isn't just an individual thing. That's part of it, but it's also a collective thing. When you don't stand up for for people getting hurt somewhere else, uh, believe you me, you've lost your humanity, and no one's going to stand up for you when it's your turn to get hurt. Now the Soviet system was a big experimental uh, laboratory 
for all of this. And a lot of the characters who worked for the Soviet Union are now over in politics in different countries, uh, in all parties, and uh, backed by the World Bank and all the usual characters. And um, they're using it here on us. They, they know it's a better scientific indoctrination we're getting towards this police state than they had in the Soviet Union, but we're getting the same basic techniques as well, which is fear and terror. And, and when you see a cop... A lot of people from saying stuff, too. It kept well, absolutely. Me, it kept uh, me at bay for years. Yeah. Political correctness was uh, devised uh, by the Frankfurt School. It came over. They escaped Nazi Germany before it became Nazi Germany. And they set up in New York and uh, in London. And uh, they, ta- they coined the term uh, political correctness. And they said that they'll, they'll silence all their enemies by, by making them feel guilty when they bring up topics. And they'll, they'll, make, they'll train the rest of the population to turn on them, yeah. And that's the techniques that's used today where you're not allowed to ask questions even. If a child asks certain questions, they can be put in prison for asking the questions by law. So uh, we've we'll got to realize that when we've been told to shut up and don't think, uh, then wait a minute here, uh, whose country is this uh, uh, anyway? I mean, whose country is this? Uh, and what country do we want it to be? We better, because the guys who are controlling this know darn well what kind of country they're making it into. Well, yeah, what kind of country they want so yeah. that they can manipulate it even more. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, and, and if, if they could see themselves, you know, it, they will take it inch by inch, mile by mile, acre mm-hmm. by acre, and then finally, there will be nothing for them. Yes. And, and I think it was Alexander Solzhenitsyn said the same thing. He says, the technique was for the, in the early days, was, was, was for the NKVD that became the, the KGB, basically. But the NKVD, he says, was to come in at 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, smash down a neighbor's door, drag them all out in their, in their nightclothes onto the street, uh, turn out all the other residents in the street. That was a law to make sure that they all saw it happening, to strike terror into the fear of all the neighbors. Now, generally, the only, there's only two to four NKVD guys came to arrest people. And at first he said, he said the, the people said, oh, they must have done something wrong. That's what we, we think too. Oh, they must have done something wrong. But what you're doing, they're doing, they're just picking anybody at random to make sure the whole street now was terrified and, and will we'll do what they're told and kowtow and all the rest of it. And he said at that time, that's the very point you've got to stop it is when it starts. He said, we, he said, we the, the citizenry could have grabbed axes, we could have grabbed pick handles, and disposed of these these hooligans, he says, right off the bat, right at right at the very beginning, yeah. Because once it starts, once it starts, it becomes routine, and we adapt to it until you won't you won't care if your neighbors pulled off one day and they're all screaming in the middle of the night. Yeah, you it's won't care. programmed. It, it, it's it's just it's just like 1984, George yes, Orwell. Everything absolutely. Is, it's so normal. That is right. That's okay. right. Well, yeah. Alan, I, I appreciate your time and. Uh, I, I did drop a donation and uh, looking forward to the uh, ancient religions one. Okay, thanks God very bless much. you, man. I, I sure, I, I sure do appreciate you, man. Well, you hang in there. I know it's tough, but hang in there nonetheless. Thank you so much. Bye now. And um, there's George in Pennsylvania on the line. Are you there, George? So, uh, Mr. Watt, how do you do tonight? Oh, not too bad. Yes, you're always not too bad. Are you ever well or? No, no. It's, I, I, I don't think you'd be really well today if if you've had all, a, a whole bunch of inoculations. I, I'm at this way. I'm I'm as good probably as I can feel, <laughs> as I can imagine. I'm supposed well, to be. Well, I 
had actually called you last time, I believe it was the 10th of May. Yeah. And uh, I was telling you I had read Brave New World in high school, and you had recommended to me that evening to read the follow-up, Brave New mm -hmm. World Revisited, which I did. Yeah. Now, the shocking things that were written in that book aside... Mm -hmm. Yep. What I found really shocking is to get this book, I went to the free library here in Philadelphia, and they only had two copies of this book. One was a reference, and the other that you can take from the library as opposed to the reference book, which when I picked up, I could tell it had never been touched by human hands yeah. since it had been put on the shelf. Mm -hmm. And that to me was shocking. And in the book, uh, there are many things he had said that I was uh, by which I was appalled, and other things I agreed with, such as when he was quoting the philosopher Eric Fromm and uh, how uh, living in a city is uh, incompatible with sanity yeah. and things of that nature. I, growing up in a city, have observed this quietly by watching my peers and neighbors and even my own family, for yeah. that matter. But uh, I wanted to thank you for being, uh, I don't think enough people let you know this, that you are a, a wonderful teacher in that you, you don't just give opinions or facts. You tell us where to look. I once had a chemistry teacher who said the difference between an intelligent person and an unintelligent person is the intelligent person knows where to look. Yeah. You, Mr. Watt, are a great a uh, teacher who shows us where to look. And when we look into those things, we can find other things to look into. For instance, I've been researching this Eric Fromm philosopher yep. since reading Revisited. And with Revisited, uh, you know, it, it almost seemed like uh, Aldo Huxley was uh, almost like... Uh, like, like almost as if he couldn't make up his mind mm -hmm. of whether the the problem was the solution to the problem. It's very, uh, yeah. Yeah. is there, is, am I right or am I wrong, or is there like a certain amount of uh, level of doublespeak in this? There's always doublespeak because, um, I mean, these guys attend world meetings. I mean, Fromm did, certainly did, you know, and he wanted globalism and, uh, and so, so on the one hand, they're attending a peer group one day um, where they're planning all of this and the kind of society they will create or destroy. And, and the next day they're on television having a, a casual conversation. Um, it seems casual. And they're guarding what they say because now they're talking to the general public who are the targets of their plans. So they have to they, they speak with a forked tongue, put it that way. And yeah, uh, yeah. they all do that. It's a technique. That's exactly technique. what I thought as reading the while reading the book. Yes. Matter of fact, yeah. uh, if you recall, also on the tenth when I spoke to you, I was endeavoring to defend police officers as a whole, not particularly that psychotic in Seattle. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had used the word refute. That was my mistake, as opposed to addressing the situation of police officers across America. Yeah. Now, uh, as you had suggested, I watched that video. Obviously, obviously, that man is a crazy lunatic, as is the entire Seattle Police Department. Mm -hmm. All I was attempting, endeavoring to say was that not all police are corrupt. For instance, my local beat cop 
who is a dying breed, and he even admits this to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they know it. They, they know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had, uh, used the wrong word, and the whole uh, conversation went sideways, and I wanted to apologize for that. Mm-hmm. That right. was a result of, uh, I think, my over-surfing earlier that day. Yeah. I remember it was back about 10, maybe 12 years ago, uh, on the application forms that they gave out for police officers in the U.S. and elsewhere. Um, they, they actually stated on it they didn't want uh, terribly uh, intelligent police officers anymore. Yeah, which is why I also have to be careful because who knows who's listening. If they know the B-cop I'm speaking of, they may yeah. turn around and transfer him. Or That's right. Something like that. That's what you have now. You and see, you know, it, it, he says this himself. Yeah. George, we beat cops mm-hmm. who know everyone in the neighborhood. We're a dying breed. They don't want us. That's right. And they don't want them talking to the to the public anymore because, because you see, they've militarized the police. Yeah. He is a, a fellow citizen. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone else on the avenue. Yep. See, they've, they've militarized the police, and uh, when you see some of the lectures they're given, and they've made the police very paranoid. Number one, they make it into a real tough brotherhood, just like the military. They use bonding techniques that they use for the military in police forces now, and they do view the public uh, as something different and apart from themselves, uh, and... Uh, and that's the step towards basically even ethnic cleansing. Basically, that's a step you, get, you go towards that when you start seeing others differently from yourself, and uh, that's drummed into them now. In other countries like Britain, uh, the police sit with sometimes they have purges on, on the motorway. Sometimes 40 cars involved, 40 cop cars, and they prey on the on, on the drivers. They're they're predators. They, they go in for the kill. They get they get high on it too. May uh, I thanks. hold on the line? I wanted to say one other thing. I've got, uh, I've got uh, um, two more to try to get in in five minutes. So maybe next week. Hi, folks. We're back and we're cutting through the Matrix. And just before I go to Ted, I should mention, too, that Animal Farm, the book Animal Farm, is a must-read as well, especially the part where uh, the, the leader, supposedly, of the animal's revolution, little pigs, uh, scurry up in the middle of the night with ladders and, and change the ends of the lines in the Constitution just by adding a word or deleting a word, completely reversing its meaning. It was so clever. And that should be a lesson to us all. Now, we'll go to Ted from New York City as well, if he's still there. Hello, Ted. Hey, Alan. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just have a question about um, Rocky Horror um, Picture Show. Um, Richard O'Brien, did he literally just come up with this through his creative genius, or was this kind of like maybe uh, foundation-funded or some sort of uh, elitist intrigue behind the creation of this uh, show, the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Mm -hmm. Well, there's very little out there that doesn't get uh, funding uh, to do with, I mean, look at how many the Pentagon have funded. It's astonishing how many movies they've, they've, they've churned out there. So you have Pentagon intelligence agencies working with Hollywood all the time. And, um, again, this particular one, I think it's the one you're meaning, he, he did, uh, he was on about transvestites and yes. meatloaf and so on. Yes. And, uh, but yeah, they do get funding for it to do a, uh, an agenda. There's no doubt about it. You'll also get government funding as well, because again, you're promoting what's called radical change. 
And every government that signed on at the United Nations uh, many, many years ago uh, have a fund set by for culture creation. It's called the, simply the Department of Culture. You apply to them, and they'll send you a form, and they'll say, what's your group, what's your NGO, whatever, and they'll say uh, that you must accept this, uh, you must accept this cash only for pushing radical change in society. So you've got to understand your own government money is being spent in these movies to change the way that you think and behave or your children. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Hey, Alan. Bye. Yeah, bye now. But that, that's the reality of it. You have no idea of um, the amount of cash. That, as I, say, I said to another, another show was on today, uh, that um, every, I think every novelist in Canada gets a grant from the government for putting the radical agenda into their novels. And you can live quite comfortably your whole life long. You get lots of publicity through the mainstream media too. That's guaranteed as long as you're pushing the agenda of radical change. Now, radical change means upsetting all that was to bring in all that is new. And that's literally a complete reversal, upheaval of all tradition and in every aspect of life altogether. That's what that means. And your own governments are signed on to it. That's why whatever becomes politically correct in one country uh, is politically correct and all around the world at the same time is coordinated throughout through the United Nations and is pushed uh, on everyone by executive order or order and council as it's called in other countries and uh, that's that uh, we're, we're conditioned through fiction as I say uh, as Plato said he says even the fashion industry uh, was involved in ancient Greece uh, he called it the fashion industry in his own books the translation uh, and you mimic what you see on stage. The children will definitely mimic what they see on stage. And music, the right kind of music, can have the right effect on the youngsters and change their, their attitudes as well. So this is nothing new. These are, and what I said too, what has worked in one era, uh, if you know the formula, can be reintroduced in any other era and it'll work just the same. It's happening today. It's all science. From Hamish Marcel from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God or your God, school with you.